0: And so just so. I want to see you I want to. See you.
1: We will call him Iron Kelly. We're going to go to the China first. Open up the China. No? A lot of people died? All right, we're going to close the China. We're not going to open up anything else. Hey, you got it? some extra carbonite? We're kind of running low. All right, so on that note, I think we should start the podcast. And I am uh, the Black Lantern to all you Walljangers tuning in on the Facebook and on the YouTubes later on in time. This is a Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce Podcast, of course, podcast number 122. I, of course, am Matthew Bugerell, the Mat Man. To my left, we have Hero Time, Link Diablo. Below you. And Stephen Bucherell, big brother. In the quarantine boxes. One Mr. Christopher Bristow, the old man. And, uh, yeah, man, we start off this podcast every week. Directing you right here to PJNWH.com Where you can find all of the great promos The funniest moments of our podcast Listed right at the top And then you can find the full podcast Right down here in YouTube form Yesterday's Lugnuts Monkey Wrench Steering Wheel (laughs) And uh, last week's Triforce podcast The Brave Little Decepticon Toaster I still like that title I love it. it Oh yeah, I love that I think that one came out of Katarina um, yes. That was a mixture it. of things, but we got all the content up here for you, man. We want you to hop on over here to PJ. Uh, contact us. Leave us your name, your ma- your message, your email. Find us on social media. Let us know if you want to be part of Love Balloon, like the Black Opinionated Podcast, and of course, he's also out there with the Not So Good Gamer. He's got the social group, the SoSo Gamers on Facebook. You can find them all out there, and then of course, we start off this podcast. Every week, with the same thing. Tonight, we get a new lantern. Boba Fett is meeting Mando, Batman's relationship with Alfred, Tom Cruise in space, and Inside Xbox's trailers, all tonight on the Triforce podcast. So, as I alluded to in the beginning, we do start off this nerdy news with a new Lantern Corps. We have the Gold Lantern joining DC Comics universe. Um, DC Comics, while we're all familiar with the red, green, black, white, yellow, not many people have even, you know, not many people know about gold. Pink, aqua, fuchsia, all the spectrum colors. Fuchsia. (laughs) And the Gold Lantern is set to make his debut in Legion of Superheroes number 6, Hitting Comic Stores, June 10th. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is the uh, comics writer. And uh, the comic series is set in the 31st century. And he has teased a couple of the new heroes. I want to hop on down here as it loads. And here we get a good scene of the Gold Lantern. Here we also see he's wearing two rings. We have one right here. And then one up here. One ring is for the Gold Lantern Corps. The other one is a ring for the Legion of Superheroes. So he has two rings on there, but they're thinking it's still just due to all that. And we also have one Twiggy Wilson, Kelly Collins, hopping in as an audible. Hey, it's another show. Kelly, we, uh, we always welcome you here, and we are happy to have you, but we have a new Lantern Corps, the Gold Lanterns. Yes, gold lanterns. So, there's no actual hint as to, you know, I'm assuming they still have the same manifest whatever you want out of the ring thing. Not saying, like, it's will, fear, anything like that. No no details. But it's set in the 31st century. And Bendis has also given us a couple different looks here at the alternate heroes that he's having for the 31st. Ooh. Up top. The new version of Doctor Fate. We have a possible. They're saying Superboy, kind of uh, Superman in this one, as well as uh, Beast. I think they're calling a Beast Man. And uh, you know, you see the Gold Lantern over here. So this is what they're rocking right now, man. And Doctor Beast Fate. And I love. So yeah, I was still thinking. No, what did they call him? It's not Beast Man. It's uh, Monster Boy. It's even oh, more original. That's Monster Boy. Beastman was taken. Beastman like was. Beastman
2: like was, 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 Beast like was tight. Yeah. <laughs> Beastman
1: yeah. Beast was Titans.
2: Man, no Kick him in the <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 But, you know, Gold Lantern just kind of riding kind of like a golden, what is that, tribal surfboard? And then Superman doing a swan dive. But, out of all of them, I think Dr. Fate looks the coolest right there, man. And Dr. Fate's ultimately the biggest prick, too. So, we'll have to see how this goes. No, 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 no info or origin on it. So, two rings and no info, but one legion of superheroes coming up sometime in the future. One thing that is not coming up in the future is Marvel is shutting down their digital comic store. Oh, why? Because they want you to buy their app, man. You have to go to the app. You got to go to the Marvel app. Now, it is available for. I'm not going to do that the whole time. Um, uh, but iOS and Android right. device. I really shouldn't. <coughs> but it's available for iOS and Android devices the clue for we're all 60 re- Listeners over. <laughs> right <now>. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but it's available for reading on Android and iOS devices. So, your cell phone, you can hop on the Marvel app. All your stuff if you bought comics on the digital store, it's going to turn over to the digital app, but Wait a minute, if- I thought Kelly was turning
3: into Tony Stark for a minute because he had the he had the Iron Man looking knee pads.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we will call him Iron Kelly. <laughs> and he doesn't hear us. No, but it's still funny. But now you can it'll they're working on functionality to where you can actually sync up your accounts uh, with the Marvel app with Comixology because Comixology it's still going to link over to Comixology on PC and Mac. So you're still going to get all the Marvel comics on that, but it's just you're not going to be able to go to that digital store anymore. So they're just kind of transferring you know, power over to where they want it. You know, you all go into the Marvel app. Makes sense. You know, just like DC Universe tried to do with their, uh, yeah, the doors, with their universe going to the app.
3: One way and, and, and trying to go make you, everybody go down one path.
1: Yeah. It's, you know. They're it's, it's, trying it's to direct to you where they every, want you to go. You know, and... You know what, Comixology goes DC, Dark Horse, they go everywhere, so I highly recommend you go and subscribe out to Comixology, because that's a great way to view comics digitally, you can buy the comics, and of course I'm sure they have some kind of subscription thing where you can you know, go in and get all the reading you want, so if you're a big comic head like me, I could balance in the portable podcast on a whole stack of comics right now, so you know, it happens. But that's one thing that you want to check out Especially if you're a Marvel head One thing you, I'm always looking forward to Here is HBO Max Because it's free yes. for me <laughs> But they're adding Crunchyroll yeah, Anime man free for you. But they're adding Crunchyroll anime That's the best part about it right here Because they got Ooh, a bunch yeah. of really good anime Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Have you watched Brotherhood old man? No, I have
3: not. It's one of the ones that I wanted to start, but being with you know, having kids, I have to,
1: I have to you know sense like be its own
3: internal sensor.
1: There are so many tear-jerking moments in Full Metal Alchemist that it is honestly, it's still one of my favorite anime to date. Brotherhood was the one that followed more of the uh, manga. What's up, Kelly?
2: It is my favorite. Um, and that brotherhood was so good. Oh! Don't mind me if you guys can see me still. I'm listening and everything. I'm just uh, doing my floor at the same time.
1: Did you hear us? Th- okay. Did you hear our Iron Kelly comment? <laughs> no. Chris, <First laughs> you look like you have.
3: I thought you were turning into Tony Stark because you have the eye, uh, the uh, the knee pads like Iron Man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do have knee pads on. <laughs> I don't want to get these staples on my knees. I got to tell
1: you, we may have a new nickname for Kelly in 2020, which is Iron Kelly. Okay. I'm kind of liking that one. Yeah, I like that one, too. I'd make your stream even better with the Iron Kelly show. (laughs) It makes you sound so fucking metal. Yeah. (laughs) Like Full Metal Alchemist. See how I brought that back around there? Yeah. (laughs) So...
3: Essentially, even on, all, even on all his knees, hands and knees, he's
1: still shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But May 27th, day one, you're going to be able to watch these anime like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the story of brothers who were trying to get back their mother and ended up losing something and spend the rest of the anime trying to find it. Uh, the next one, really, really good anime. Re-Zero, starting, another wor- uh, starting life in another world with a smartphone. This one is really good. Um, you see the main protagonist, it's you know right here. He keeps starting Groundhog's Day the same day over to where she saves him from getting beat up by thugs and then she wants his help with something. So it's a Groundhog's Day until he helps her do what she needs him to do. Okay. So it's the ultimate where, waifu where, where anime. Bill Murray? <laughs> That's your Bill Murray right there. That's okay. anime Bill Murray. They made they Japanese uh Japanized him. Where, where is he on the wall? In in the house. He does not have a frame yet. We need to have Bill yeah, Murray in a we're frame. Working we're working on frame. that. Let's get some unessential businesses open so we can get a frame. Bill Murray. Yeah. So, Inspector, another one I'm not familiar with, but a lot of these anime, they're picking them because they're really good story drawn animes, which are kind of the cream of the crop here, if you're a fan of them. Um, Keep your hands on Izuken, or off Izuken, depending on their age. Ruinui Kenshin. Have you uh, watched Kenshin? I have not really really uh, this one's back in the uh, Meiji era of Japan to where they pretty much cast out samurai and all that so you can't kill and weapons like samurai swords are forbidden but his samurai sword is blunted it's a training sword but he still fucks people up with it it's a really great anime so all these okay. are good in their own wor- in their own way Kusabaya uh, God's Blessing of this Wonderful World we have Bungo Stray Dogs uh, Berserk which is a huge fan favorite right there uh, I remember I remember playing the game for
3: that on the what Dreamcast mm. and then mm. they also released a new
1: game for like the continuation of this Yeah um, now this is the this 2016 version 4 Yeah this is the 2016 version that they're adding on to HBO Max yeah, there, there's a game that actually is a
3: prelude to the actual series. Oh, that's nice. For that's nice.
1: That's uh, nice. Kenabari and the Iron Fortress, which I'm always happy. The one thing I'm hoping out of it, Kill a Kill, great anime, as risque as it looks. Um, two great anime legends came together to make this, and it's a fantastic story. And there is a lot of, as you can see, we call this fan service. <clears throat> You're lying, April. Uh, Erased, which is a very good uh, uh, kind of time trippy anime, and uh Casenover, a whole bunch of them. Schwartzmacher, Marken, Marken. Ninety-one days. This one was interesting. It's during the Prohibition era. And it's all about the lawless Revenge of you know bootleggers And getting booze So that one might actually be a, a nice watch from day one That one piqued my interest Because I haven't heard of that one uh, The Testament of Sister New Devil And Ruka Braves the Six Flowers A lot of weird names But a lot of good anime Coming to HBO Max One rumor that I'm going to start off well Midway through this podcast by now Is that I just saw today Amazon is rumored to be considering taking over AMC theaters. Yeah, I know AMC is
3: in the midst of like you know their their stocks are going down. Yeah, um, they're they're on the threat of bankruptcy. Like,
1: well, they bottomed out about two dollars good... per share, but mm. once Amazon announced, like you know, we kind of had some initial talks about a takeover. Um, you know, but that's it. It was reported by the Daily Mail. You know what I mean. So that alone jumped them up at their highest. Their highest trading was six uh, six forty one six dollars forty one cents, and their average was about five twenty from two dollars bottom low. That was just a rumor of Jeff Bezos even walking in the room of the building. Yeah, with a, with a suitcase of cash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Jeff Bezos is coming. Oh, we break out the red carpet. You know what I mean? And honestly, I'm completely fine with Amazon taking over AMC. No, no, don't break out the carpet with the eBay logo. Break out the carpet with the Amazon logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all about branding now. It's all about branding. But, you know, I mean, maybe you'll be able to, I don't know amazon and some movie popcorn from amc who knows there's a lot of stuff that i think bezos will do with this especially with his empire going into gaming going into movies streaming this is just another foot in the door of amazon just staying relevant
3: so from a from a uh from a hollywood perspective standpoint it would be a good idea only because like You know, only it's only been recently that like shows on Amazon, Netflix, and and other uh, and other uh, streaming platforms have been getting noticed. But did you know that there is a rule in Hollywood that in order to be considered for an Oscar, you have to have at least a six-week debut in a theatrical release. So with Bezos getting into into, you know, potential movie theaters, he might have the leverage to actually remove that rule or to make it shorter. Who knows?
1: Wow. Well, did you yeah.
2: see that Bezos uh, where he was uh, straight up F-bombing everyone, like, if you're a small business and you're, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess you up, like, I'm literally gonna come there and fuck you up kind of shit?
3: No. Oh
2: my god, pick right. it up. And he went off and he says he, he don't care if you're a small business, he wants to take you out. He, doesn't, he wants all the business for him. Okay. Other people
1: have tried that. Yeah. And then, you know, people kind of stepped in and stopped that. Because, you know, some people learn from history. But we'll have to see. <laughs> I still think that Amazon oh, okay. taking over AMC is a good move.
0: Yeah, we have laws against monopolies.
1: Yeah. You would think so. Well, yeah. But then, you know, there's Disney. You know, there's lobbyists. <clears>
0: you know.
1: Now... This one kind of snuck out of nowhere. Marvel is releasing a brand new series to Disney Plus next week. Actually, Friday now. Um, It's the Fury Files. And is it going to have Sam Jackson? No. They didn't actually announce Uh, that here, but I would imagine that Sam Jackson is... can, Can you
3: give me two versions of this show one on Hulu that has all the motherfuckers that he's going to drop (laughs) and one on Disney Plus that's PG-13.
1: Now, I mean, I would honestly... I mean, if they just go with... uh, Even if they go with like what they did with uh, Disney Plus or Star Wars, rather, with the Clone Wars and they just recast somebody else to do Samuel L. Jackson's voice... I'm fine with that because this series is giving you a look at Director Fury's files on some of the heroes and villains that Shield uh, the intel that Shield has on them. So, is it it's going to an- be animated? Yes, it's going to be animated right. Disney Plus series. Uh, coming out of the House of Mouse, so animation is something that I think, you know, they probably had this one in the works. Maybe they didn't want to release it now, but they realized that especially with The way times are now, they have to keep putting out content for people to watch, and 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 they realized that that well before this this pandemic. That's why they pushed up WandaVision. They pushed up Falcon Winter Soldier. Now they're still saying WandaVision is coming out this year. So, and you know they still have to finish Winter uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. So, who knows what's happening um, there? But part of that reason why you know.
3: Why they're pushing everything up is because, you know, they don't have their standard go to, like, um, money like, makers. No, no one's going to theaters anymore. So,
1: yeah, no or one's
3: parks. assuming the PDM that way. So, in- oh, they're losing they a they billion
1: buy- dollars with the Disney parks. Oh, yeah. They're even losing huge money. And I actually saw an article on Business Insider where they're going to test out opening up uh, Disneyland China just to see. Really? Uh, how's it do? Now you want to roll the dice? Now? Well, I mean, it's China. Yeah, it's where I, it started. I, I so
3: the mouse, the mouse and bat thing may not be may not go over too well.
1: But look, man, yeah. it's where they started. So you got to figure at least like, look, maybe they got a cap on it. No, all right, we're fucked. Uh, Chill back. Disney didn't start in China. <laughs> not Disney. The virus. Oh, that's why they would say, "Hey, we're going to go to the China first. Open up the China. No? A lot of people died? All right, we're going to close the China. We're not going to open up anything else. We're going to keep it You're closed. better off starting at South Korea, of all places. Do they have a Disney South Korea? I know you pulled that out of your know. ass, but I don't I mean, put it past one them. one of the few places that the pandemic has actually recovered from. Wow. Maybe they can get back to making shitty RPG games. So... Watch out for the Fury Files. Another thing coming uh Fury Files coming May fifteenth. Another thing coming to Disney Plus is the Future Avengers that's coming on May twenty second. So another animated series coming to Disney Plus. They're trying to flood you with something to watch on there. Are you looking up whether there's yeah, a South Korean? Okay, is. good.
0: There is. Oh my Disney god, there is? is?
1: Yeah, there is. There's, there's, there's a South Korea Disneyland.
0: There's there's one in South Korea. Maybe they should open up that one if
1: they are, you know, starting to
0: recover. You Try out see there. What the reviews say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang on. We got yeah, the earpieces got. in. I got to do this. This just in. There is a South Korea Disneyland. They get Back ex- to you in the studio, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in the studio. They get excellent reviews. Hey man, it's Disneyland. Who's going to give Disneyland a bad review? This person hours of waiting in lines. Now do the Joe Rogan thing. Find out what kind of fucking other reviews that guy did. I guarantee you, ninety percent of his reviews are negative.
0: I'm not feeling well. That's I don't a got that type of energy. That's a
1: bitter motherfucker that this gives person Disneyland gave him a bad four reviews.
0: stars, and it's like they wrote like four pages. Was it Teddy Schools?
1: No, <laughs> no it wasn't Teddy. <laughs> Wait. No, he lives in Hong Kong, China. Nah, Teddy lives in Lincoln. That's fine. Linden. So, we move on here to some, actually, I felt pretty surprising news. Uh, oh, yeah? The Mandalorian is not only getting Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, but we are getting the original Django Fett to pop on Mando Season 2 as Boba Fett. <laughs> Now, if they're getting this actor, you've got to know there's going to be a moment where they both have their helmets on like, what's up? Yeah. You know what I mean? You think they get at least get a head nod? Just in I'll passing? Just I would love just a head nod. They don't have any communication. Just they look at each other like, what's up, bro? Yeah. They walk away. Be dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're both bounty hunters. They both got fucking shit to do. They're like, hey, what's up? Hey, you got some extra carbonite. I'm kinda of running low. No? Alright, that that's fine. I'll just I'll just grab some somewhere else. You know? Maybe they're friendly. They're probably me, not. Do you have any cloud city carbonite? <laughs> <laughs> now, one fan uh thing I saw on the fan sites is that one, uh Django Fett wasn't a Mandalorian. Correct. He just the bounty hunter. Yeah, he was just a bounty hunter. And he killed a Mandalorian and stole his armor. Correct. Which had to be a badass Mandalorian if he had the jetpack.
0: they have to mention that.
1: Yeah, so... I mean, you I can't don't. not. But here's the other rumor. They're also on top of Ahsoka Tano. Uh, the Rebels, Star Wars Rebels series had another Mandalorian in there. Um, I forget her name right now, but her and Rex the clone trooper are rumored to be joining Mandalorian as well. So, we're going to get a whole lot of crossover here from the animated characters into the live uh, universe for the first time. That's interesting. I mean, they're already kind of accepting that Darth Maul is running the Dark Syndicate. That's why they added him in um the Han Solo movie. Okay. Which absolutely blew my mind when I saw it. I was like, "What?" Uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that, that was a good that was a good like little nod ad. It gave him a whole arc too Because you know what he was doing And especially if you watch Clone Wars You know how he flew under the Emperor's radar How he got to where he is And his whole arc And you know just having all this Star Wars mythos We knew John Favreau knew what he was doing But just getting these names that he did On season 2 Mm-mm. It really makes me wonder Especially after watching the gallery On what we were actually going to see Because we didn't expect to enjoy the Mandalorian. Well, people know this
0: is the new Star Wars. Is going to be these type of films. Yeah, you're either going to get on board or get out
1: of the way. I just see a whole. uh, I see a lot of light in the force right now with that side. Okay. Now, one thing I also see going for the better is a decision that may be happening with the Eternals, which is that Marvel may be doing a power change-up with the Eternals. Marvel may be taking steps to prevent uh, their diverse, superpowered heroes from getting way too overpowered. Or OP for you Millennials. Um... They're not going to be like they are in the comics. So, in the comics, they have a shared basic set of powers. Super strength, durability, stamina, flight, telepathy, uh, matter manipulation, illusions, and immortality. But, they can't allow all these heroes to have those same base powers. They're trying to go for more of an individual skill set. So... With this, we see Right here, one Richard Madden from Game of Thrones He's going to be Icarus We have Salma Hayek as Ajak, uh Lauren Ridloff as Markai Or Makarai uh, Brian Terry Henry as Fastos Don Lee as Gilgamesh uh, Kuma Nujabi As Kingo and Lena, uh, Lena Jolie as Thena And Leah McCube as Sprite now, Circe is going to have psychic powers. She's the spy of the Eternals. Ajax is the leader and has healing powers. Icarus is the mightiest of the Eternals and has uh, the ability to manipulate cosmic energy. Thena has superhuman reflexes. Gilgamesh is the strongest and has superhuman strength and endurance. Markai is the superhuman speedster and their scout and uh, Kingo is the fun-loving fighter. Of course. And Fastos is their inventor, Sprite is their storyteller and can create illusions, and Druig is the can control people's minds, uh, particularly their fears. So We'll have to see how this turns out. They did get rolled back into February 2021. Uh, supposed to be coming out in November, but I'm really excited for this, man. It's a whole new set of heroes Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, you know. Um, and we get the. Uh, uh, we get uh, Jon Starr, or John Snow, as the Black Knight. Oh, yeah, that's who I know him. Yeah. And of course, he was Jon Snow's brother who got killed at the Red Wedding.
0: Oh okay. He was
1: the yeah. the king. Yeah. Oh okay. I forget his name right now.
0: So it doesn't look good for him.
1: No, 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 it looks good for him now. I mean a, oh, apparently okay. he died and became an eternal. So that's well, not bad. All right. I call that f- failing upwards. It's pretty good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh there he's also in a show on Netflix that was really, really good. Um
1: the are you gonna tell us or are you just gonna not just keep us guessing? I'm, I'm trying to find it on IMDb. Oh, oh, okay. We'll stall some more because Angelina Jolie, I really am interested to see her as Dana. Because all she has is she's really reflexive. So mm-hmm. obviously she'll be a skilled uh, at she's combat. She's a
0: skilled actress.
1: Yeah. Uh, she'll be skilled at combat, her character rather. But obviously Icarus, man, he's got this shit going on. Being able to co- uh, control cosmic energy. Because yeah, Captain I, Marvel already has that. So amongst looked, other things, uh,
0: pretty pretty cool.
1: I mean, I still think some of the base abilities should be applied. You know, maybe not blanketly, like generally across all of them. But I mean, like, yeah, some of them could fly. Some of them were really strong. You know, stuff like that. To where they can kind of, like, the Watchmen. All of them were pretty much strong.
0: How long does it take someone to search something on IMDb? Whew. Seriously, he's old, so I'm, we're just going to
3: keep. Yeah, I'm on. just going through here. Uh, the bodyguard. Uh, wow, the bodyguard it took you that, that long. Or
1: right, I forget who you were even looking up, but one TV show I do know everyone will be looking forward to is Spider-Man 2099 because the show is reportedly coming to Disney Plus.
0: I remember so. that comic. Oh, it's a great comic.
1: And it really? was their way of giving a new um, uh, look for uh, X-Men, Hulk, Fantastic Four, even Doctor Doom, wreaking um, havoc, and Spider-Man like, 29, uh, 2099 even went on to like uh, influence like Spider-Man Ultimate.
0: Had to be like the 90s, early 90s? Yes. When was it? Yeah. Uh, you know, you In 92. I, you I 92. About yeah,
1: 92.
0: When and
3: I talked about this earlier. Huh. Um, I would I want them to kind of just start out with the doppelganger scene and like segue from the MCU into that scene that would be awesome.
1: Yeah, that'd um, be really cool. Um what's the name uh maybe not Oscar Isaac. Um the guy from the the uh, the one guy from the new girl who did the voice in into the Spider-Verse. I heard he was being eyed for the role. I can't Her? remember his name. He he it was the the chicks leg you about the
2: guy
1: that was in the mummy? No, not the guy in the mummy. I don't know. I Which mean, from new been. girl
2: that, that was in the newest mummy with that uh,
1: with Jake Johnson.
2: Oh, I didn't watch the newest. One. Most recent, he was the one, he
3: was the Spider Man, Peter B. Parker.
1: Yes, Peter B. Parker. I heard he Jake is Johnson. being eyed for the Spider Man twenty ninety nine role. Yeah, because the one that got killed in
3: the beginning of the movie that was that was played by Chris Pine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really, I really like uh, the whole Spider-Man universe, and this has giving you a futuristic look into the Spider-Man universe, to where it could really get kind of cyberpunk. It could get, you know, Blade Runner with it. They, mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways they could go, which could really be entertaining.
3: Yeah, I'm just, I just want that doppelganger scene, man. You know, they gave us a little taste of it, and I just want that. But you know, being that this is a Disney Plus show, I don't know if they'll allow that segue from. Spider-Verse into this
1: well there's a lot of communication between Disney and Sony now probably because they realize they can make a lot of money working together Um, they can make a shit ton more money if they
3: just play nice
1: so I think hey maybe we do uh, a Spider-Man show on your network too I think we're just going to get inundated with Spider-Man yeah and then we can we can. Do it's, gonna a, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bukaki a spider man.
0: You're you're gonna be tired of spider man. There's gonna be so much spider man.
3: You're gonna be wanting
1: nah, to go nah, out nah. of the spider verse. Spider verse into the spider fluid. Oh god, no, we're not titling that. <laughs> oh no, we please. are not titling that. That hurt me. <laughs> so we're going on to the next story. That's what we're doing. Ugh, something other than this, please, your, quickly. Your well, I gotta tell you, it's not it's not any more palatable because. Uh, Deadpool creator, Rob Liefeld. He says that Marvel has zero buck-kiss diddly snake-eyes plans for Deadpool. Uh, I mean, the two movies came out back-to-back. They did come out back-to-back. He says it here, I think it was like uh, 20... you know, sometimes
0: you have to let the original things. Yeah, 2016
3: it... was Deadpool. 2018 was Deadpool Two. Yes, 2016 and, then he and had 2018. had
1: upon a Deadpool one year later. Yeah, so we got inundated with Deadpool. So maybe, I mean, the Fox merger happened. Obviously, they know how popular Deadpool is. I mean, maybe Kevin Feige has a thought in passing, like, "Hey, you know, maybe we'll do this," but maybe nothing what do you concrete. Think, Good talk. <laughs> He's too busy waxing the floors now. He's almost done chores. His wife will beat him if he doesn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about his private life. But as much as I want a return for Deadpool, I also have to realize that the MCU is going to be very crowded when things return to what we're going to call normal.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the new norm is that it's not normal.
1: So maybe, as the old man says... It's
0: going to be very crowded with
1: products for everyone to buy. <laughs> well, maybe, as the old man says, you just give it time to ruminate. You let it That's- just hang around and just let it sit for a bit. And Here's then... You let it breathe. Yeah, and then you can just kind of let the MCU play out. Maybe even just do cameos. Just do a couple cameos with Deadpool at the end credits, just to, just for fun, especially on Black Widow because it's a sex wife But I'm telling you, it would be great. It'd be great. I, I, he doesn't yeah, have to yeah, have a major would, role. it
3: would be entertaining to, to see him go back in time to kind of remove that piece of history from his <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe he tr-
1: maybe he originally wrote Segway, that into Deadpool 2 and they were like, no, Ryan, no, you can't do that. That's a little bit no. too far, man. But why? Somebody's handler, like, I'm sorry, you can't have that in there. But, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really clamoring for another one. I want to see him in the and in, in what they're going to do with him in the MCU, but I also understand Di- uh, Marvel saying... Look, I got a lot going on right now, especially trying to integrate Fantastic Four and the X Men. On top of everything else, I got. Uh, just let me focus on this, so I kind of see that. Yeah i i, I want uh, I want Deadpool
3: in the MCU, but I wanted I want it after it gets less noisy and less crowded. Let everything you know get established first, and then yeah. go from there. Uh, and, and, and have Deadpool to make its like, Nuantical cameos Because like we said, Deadpool could be The new Stan Lee We don't know
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like there will probably be a little bit less uh, you know, People Clamoring for that But a lot more people clamoring for this next story Andy Sykis We all know he's going to be Alfred In the Matt Reeves Batman flick That's being uh, tossed around right now But He teases it's going to be darker than previous films and darker and a darker and broodier Batman. That sounds like my Batman. Darker
0: and broodier than than what? Than what we've seen? Okay.
3: If it's coming from Andy, I'll, I'll and Andy, we trust, man. I'll let Absolutely, it, I'll let man.
1: Go. I trust Schmiegel. I mean, old man. I mean, Andy. I mean, whoever you are. Glad to have you on the podcast. Such a famous person, but. Well, I really, I really trust him. He's taking on the role from Michael Kane though. Michael Kane
3: did an amazing job. He like did, that, man. That end scene, at, at you know, no
1: spoiler alert at the gravesite. You know that that was a tearjerker. Oh my God, man! And it, it, it was just like, look, if you're going, and they're also going for more of a uh, at the center of it. He says it's going to be about Alfred and Bruce. You know, and it, the film is going to be about their emotional connection between the two. And he said it's an exquisite strip, script that he's seen. So, all right. I'm excited for this one, man. It's moved to October 2021 release, but it's just given them time to make it. And I really think if you have Andy Sykes saying it's an amazing script, I re- it really leads me back to believe that Ben Affleck really did just not be Batman because he didn't want to become an alcoholic again, and it was his time to move on. So that's not to say that this film is going to be hurt by it. I think good it's gonna be amazing. Right there. It's a good reason.
3: I, I I want this to be great, you know. Yeah. Surprisingly so, we, we we joke about it all the time, but Ben Affleck was a really good Batman for what he you know, what he was given. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he didn't phone it in though. No. He he put in the work, but you know, if Ben would just stop being Ben for a little bit, he, you know, he would have been able to do some great things, but the Studio said no.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, we'll have to see how this one turns out, but another show. That I see coming in the future National treasure TV series Coming to uh, Disney Plus Not Jimmy Plus Oh, they're going to have Nicolas Cage? No, but Uh it is being produced By Jerry Brockheimer You may know this man from Bad Boys Bad Boys 2 Amongst other things Is he going to have an asteroid
3: Like Armageddon
1: and Bruce Uh Willis Who sacrifices himself? I'll tell you what he is doing, though. While Jerry Brockheimer confirmed himself that he's making a national treasure TV show for Disney, Plus, he also confirmed that the script uh, for the show has been completed and there's outlines for future episodes and going on to say that the show will have a younger cast and does not. Expect Nick Cage to be involved, but the younger cast will not only get this TV show, but a third National Treasure movie with them in it. Okay, okay. So I I mean. I'll allow it, but this. I don't know.
3: Like, I, we already know that, like, that, you know, Nick Cage is not going to be in the Disney Plus series because he's planning to play Joe Azotic, the Tiger King. Yeah, he's getting. Harrell
1: he's he's, he's getting ready for his Tiger King debut, mm-hmm. but. I mean, honestly, I think it wasn't Nicolas Cage that made the National Treasure movies good. You could have had another actor in his place easily and still gotten these amazing movies. I think it was mainly the script and the subject matter of it that really enticed people. It really was. Almost like what Assassin's Creed does.
3: It was really one of those movies that you could just watch and... You can, you know, even though they took some liberties, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed Three, you know. You you still you knew the core material and you were enthralled by it. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't have like, could we have someone to you know, like insert you know, good actor here? Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you would have missed out all those Nick Cage deliveries, though.
1: Now, also interesting that we bring up Assassin's Creed here because I was talking to Wall Jagger Joe Palladino and. He convinced me that I should give Assassin's Creed the movie with Michael Fassbender a shot, and I did. And I liked it. Okay. I thought it was a good movie. It wasn't great. I have not watched it yet. I thought it was good. I mean, the Animus is absolutely ridiculous, but it was a good movie. Yeah, man. I mean, it was good. I liked the story, especially the time period. And Joe also told me that um, the character of the movie also ties in with, I believe it was either, uh, I believe it was Unity, with the character in Unity. Yeah, so around, that, that was, what, 2016
3: when they were trying to come out. They're that.
1: tying in all that Assassin's Creed mojo. And it worked on me, man. Obviously, I'm wearing an Assassin's Creed hoodie right now. I love them. They can do wrong, because I haven't finished Odyssey. Hint, hint. But I still think that, you know, it's stuff like that. I want an Assassin's Creed show. Who knew
0: there is such a thing as a game that's too long?
1: Surprising. On that bombshell, what's we Tom go, Cruise doing? We go to something different. Two names that you would never have thought that you'd hear together in your life: Tom Cruise and Elon Musk plot to make a movie in space.
0: Why is that picture only have the back of them? Why aren't they facing the camera?
1: That's a very good question. That was probably a bad shot, but it's really stupid. Mister does him stunt his stunts himself. Is going to space. All right. Well, it's just only
0: a matter of time, really.
1: It really was.
0: <laughs> so, how did Tom Cruise? Where were you in the day Tom Cruise died? I don't know. There, there's how did nothing. he die? Well, remember that movie in outer space? Yeah. <laughs> they finished it, but he wanted this really cool stunt. And
1: if he died in that movie, I no If he died making that movie, you know you'd want to watch that movie. We all watched the fucking Dark Knight. Tom, we like you. Please, use a stunt double. <laughs> Damn it. Use a stunt double. We get it. We get it. Look, He's I, I, I have been told that I look He's like Tom ready. Cruise from five <laughs> miles away. So, if you want me as your stunt double, I'm there. All right? I'll go to space with you. I'm just offering. He's going to try to find out if Scientology is real up there. <laughs> so, Elon, SpaceX, and Tom Cruise are partnering up with NASA, NASA. On what will be the first narrative feature film in space, an action adventure film? They have to find so it's going to be
0: Mission Impossible in space.
1: Well, they have to find all of the uh, Eternal Tic Tacs in the uh, atmosphere, and they have to put them in the uh, Eternal Oven Mitt.
0: Should be a movie about collecting space junk because
1: there's <laughs> so much of it, and they gotta like make it
0: like action. And there's bad guys who want space junk. No, there you go. That,
1: that's our space junk. Pow, 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 Oh no, we're trying to take our space junk. Pow, 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 you know that one is free. By the way, Space Marine has proved that. First-person shooter combat in space can happen, all right, okay. and it can work. So I am totally with an action. If, space if Tom movie.
0: Cruise is involved, it'll be an amazing movie. So yeah. don't yeah. die.
1: This, this is a man. Tom, just don't die. This, this is a man that when work. he went on Top Gear, he was the only person to bring the fucking car on two wheels and have a good lap time. So. I gotta imagine the Tom Cruise. That's the fire is horn
3: on. sounds off.
1: It's yes, with the air raid sirens. The air the raid room. sirens that are going off. And I'm okay. sorry,
0: folks, we have to get to the bomb shelters now.
1: We're <laughs> not gonna <come> <laughs> Welcome well, to this. Okay. Welcome to Fallout. Welcome to Fallout. Tuck your head in between <laughs> your legs. Woo! Is <laughs> that
2: <laughs> <laughs> the first bad one there? Right near you guys. <laughs> yeah. what? 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 I can hear it too. <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: like three blocks <laughs> away. All of us. We're like
2: on a second, you, blocks
1: you can hear it too. Oh my god, like if my dad if told you... me like bud, do you hear that siren? <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried. He lives in Oxford, man. That's a fucking hour away. Kelly lives fifteen minutes up. Not even fifteen minutes, he lives five minutes up.
0: Four blocks that way. Yeah,
1: four He's blocks that, block way. that way. Old man is like two blocks that way. Like, yeah, we can all hear the same siren. Go back to cleaning, Cinderella. He is. <laughs> yes. He's, he looks, he's having fun. Hey,
0: you know. Man likes to do his floors. Sometimes no power to him. Iron. Some, sometimes you got to find a place to clean the floors. And say I wanted to find a place to clean floors, where would I go?
1: Well, I tell you what. You go to kw.com and you'd visit Caitlin Carezzi and the Anne-Marie real estate team over in Media PA because they are licensed in pa new jersey and delaware to find you your dream home to where you can be cleaning the floors like twitchy wilson but your floors weren't looking i'm good. sorry his new name is iron kelly so like iron kelly you can be scrubbing the floors in your new home during a podcast and you will Who be able to park to your car there. He's trying to do when he has his pads on. <laughs> and that's where he stores oh. his Iron Kelly armor. And they are licensed in PJ uh, PJ and WH. No, they're licensed in PA, New Jersey, and Delaware, and specialize in first-time home buyers. So if you don't know what you're doing and you want to buy a home, hop on over to KW.com and find your dream home today. And talk to Anne Marie Cressy Real Estate Team. So okay. Back to Tom Cruise not dying.
2: Yes. No, but we're moving on to New the next one. Just contact Twitchy Wilson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Iron Twitchy this Wilson.
3: This whole podcast has been a, been a walking
1: advertisement for you, Kelly. Yes. If you need anything done, contact Iron Kelly at PJ and WH at gmail.com.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Borderlands movie. We talked about Eli Roth getting this Borderlands movie, man, and I kind of like that idea. Now, there's another thing where they're eyeing Kate Blanchett. You know her because she played Hela on Thor Ragnarok. Okay. And she the was the... Lord of the Rings. Yes, she was that uh, creepy white elf that... Went all psycho on uh, Frodo White when wing. she yeah. saw the ring.
0: Okay, it's yeah. been a while since I saw yeah. that. But like Hella from
1: Two. Well, no, Hella from Ragnarok, uh, Thor Three. Okay. So she played that, and she's being eyed for Lilith in the Borderlands movie, which I wholeheartedly think she will donk on that shit.
2: So that ring scene that you're talking about, where she says it, and she said she passed the test. If you watch that movie, obviously most of us have um you won't understand it, but if you read the book, it clearly helps with that whole situation.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you guys read the books or not? Well, no, but as I haven't gotten to all. He
2: hasn't gotten
1: all, yet. but most books do do that. Like I just finished uh The Magicians as well as I went through the Game of Thrones series. I went through um, The Hobbit. I haven't gotten to the other ones. Yeah, so that is a series that I do want to go through on the books because I, I've watched all the movies of the Lord of the Rings. They were great. They were Believe me, I played all the, not all the games, but I played a lot of the great AAA games as well. It's a great place to hop into, but Borderlands is, you got anywhere to go to. Vault Hunters, it's that classic kind of cowboy drama. And... With Cain Blanchett as being eyed for one of the roles, you kind of get a sense that they're maybe going with those original Vault Hunters from the first game. So we'll I just ha- want the story to be done correct. Uh, I mean, there's enough source. Material I want it to be there. original. I don't. I, I don't want it to be verbatim what I've already done. I've fucking. I have beat that game. I don't want to watch it again. Now, I'm not saying verbatim. I'm just saying use. You know, be liberal with with the
3: source material, but stick to. Like, the idea of the source material. I'm, I'll be happy with whatever story you give me, whether mm-hmm. it, you know, whether the movie's going to come out in, you know, in, what, two years it's going to be production. Yeah. So if they tie this in right, maybe we get a remaster with an additional DLC that shows their
1: story being brought in. Who yeah. knows? Like, we don't know yet. Now, the cool part about this is that One, Lionsgate This isn't a cool part But uh, Lionsgate has not confirmed this So take it with a grain of salt But the cool part is that Eli Roth has said That he wants Borderlands cosplayers For the movie So you can be killed Borderlands style in that shit man. That is what you do with a video game movie that's what you do. Uh, I would
3: I would love to be a boss and just be like, you know, how they do those little silhouettes of the bosses that
1: show up. We already know your name. We already, we already know your Borderlands boss name. What's that? Golem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Copyright infringements on that one, too. I uh, just spell it differently. That's how we got away with Triforce. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they just weren't paying attention. <laughs> but Nintendo is always watching, sir. Yeah, I don't care if it's a four year old kid drawing Mario on a piece of colored paper. They're like, hey, that's ours. They're watching. But. And no, and you were like, no, it's me, Mario. <laughs> it's me, Mario. <laughs> but one thing I will be watching is for the next in this series, which it is going to be a franchise series, EA confirms Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is just the first game in the new franchise. So, the Fallen Order, obviously one of the biggest hits in recent decades for uh, Star Wars since, I would say... The Force Unleashed. Uh, because, you know, Battlefront kind of flopped. Not a lot there, but everybody seemed to be overall generally happy with the Fallen Order, especially with the free DLC that they just dropped last week on Star Wars Day. Mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten a uh, chance to check out that free DLC content yet, but I have been playing the game. It is great. I love it. It's a Star Wars adventure, and this is the franchise that I want to keep going on. I want to see Cameron Monaghan keep going on as Cal Kestis. Uh, I would like, you know, I, when I get time to,
3: I will actually play it. I'm just waiting for it to go on sale. So
1: It was just on saying? sale on Steam! Uh, <laughs> and 50% <Kelly's> off! <laughs> that was the time you wanted to buy that! It was on Star Wars. Damn. Put it on your wish list. <laughs> Put it on your wish list. Steam will let you know 5,000 times a day when something is on sale. On that All right. list. I'll, I'll, well, thank you, Steve. But I'm interested to see where they go from this because obviously this is mainly focused around Order 66. Maybe they go into the original trilogy time and give us a little alternative timeline as to like a Jedi who is not known by Luke in, in a different outer rim part of the galaxy. You know what I mean? Give us a different setting with them.
3: You mean actually use, like, some of the base material from the extended universe? That's yeah,
1: like, send him to Jedha. Send him to, you know, like, Exegol. Well, not Exegol. You don't want to go there because the Emperor is building starships. But send him different places to really kind of expand the universe because this is, you know, this is the next big title. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where, where the story goes once I start, you know. I also want to I see a little bit it, more Force... I want to see some more force diversity. You know, some more diversity in the force powers. Push! Pull! Force fart! Like, no, I don't want that. I want <laughs> I want force unleashed powers, man. Give me that shit. I get... Yeah, and, this, is, this is where he's going to fall down. Yeah. And even... <laughs> I even saw a video of... One of the Facebook people did with uh, actual fencing people... And they watched footage of somebody playing the Fallen Order, and they were like, oh, wow. And they were actually impressed with the dodging, and the counter, and the parrying that were in the system, in the game. So, it's just an overall great game. That Of course they're going to make this a franchise. Yeah. A lot like this story, it was a franchise, but... Loose lips sink ships, and a lot of people don't know how to keep their mouth shut, but Tony Hawk Pro Skater, there is uh, a lot of people saying that there's a new game coming, and one pro skater says that it's coming sooner than you think. So while a while a little while ago, it was known a well-known leaker said that Activision had a prototype floating around the office of the new pro, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, uh, and also uh, another pro skater uh, Lizzie Armato said uh, let it slip during a podcast that she was in it. Punk band. The Death Set claimed that five of their songs have been licensed for the game, and yet now another. Okay, so nobody can keep their mouth shut. Yeah, and now yet another pro skater here, Jason Dill, says that not only is he in the game, but he claims it's coming out in 2020. Okay, a bit soon. I mean, you don't know how long they were working on this. We've been hearing rumors for this for at least, you know, a year. Well, they just bombed, like, Pro Skater 5. You know, they just
3: pushed that out because they just wanted to maintain the license. Uh, I miss the the Neversoft versions of Pro Skater.
1: Now, Uh, even still, we have heard rumblings of a remastered coming out, so maybe this is just a confusion from... You know, because you're not going to tell pro skaters and shit who are just taking their likeness and their shit and adding it in your game. You're not going to tell them everything. So maybe they're just remastering and adding new skaters in the old Neversoft and just, you know, remastering the old shit. Because we did hear a rumor that they were doing that. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be like a remastered plus. So there is more Tony Hawk in the future. And I remember playing the first Tony Hawk pro skater hours on it
3: yeah. I remember uh, pro skater 2 yet spider-man is an unlockable
1: yes oh, yeah I would say at least the first three Tony Hawk pro skaters were absolutely solid AAA games oh yeah
3: I sure. would say I would say one two thug and thug two those are those are the better pro, pro skaters
1: what about Tony Hawk ride man Tony Hawk ride had a board and you had to skate on the board
2: I was a fan of uh, Skate Three. I thought Skate Three was amazing.
1: Yeah, that was that, that was an EA product. Different yeah. property. Different property. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was. Good, but though.
1: I mean, Skate. A lot of people had a uh, a lot of uh, fan. Um, you know, there was a lot of fans clamoring for a new Skate game, even like a remake. And there's some rumors around that. So skateboarding maybe you know making a, a comeback in the gaming industry, man. Which I'd be. Well, happy with that's all the sh- I played that shit because I couldn't do any of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's generally well. Generally I mean, wild. you
3: had you had the uh, the BMX equivalent too with Dave Mira. Ah, uh, we're not talking know. about Dave Mira. You
0: no, no. got
1: like what one game? Yeah. Well, like that people Rankin. cared about. I got the demo, yeah. the Dave Mira game. It was cool. I played the demo a bunch. I was going to buy the game though.
0: No, nobody cares about a guy on a bicycle. Sorry, no. I can do that. Skateboarding.
1: skateboarding, that's kind of Skateboarding,
0: that's something else. It's very elegant,
1: that. you know what I mean? It's very, it takes a lot of technique. Yeah. And balance. Yes. That's something impressive. I can sit on a bike a lot. Good for you. I'm less impressed by that. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from it, being I'm an right, Yeah, you're, I'm I'm sure not you're very good.
0: I just... I'm not taking it anyway. I'm not you. standing on that damn board without breaking my neck.
1: So. I just don't. This I don't respect you goes... as much as Tony Hawk going for a 900 and slamming on his face like two times before he got it on like a huge fucking vert ramp. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you the same respect. That's all I'm saying. But this game, now, this one. Oh, oh man. Rumors, Ooh. rumors, rumors. But rumors are swirling around a Mass Effect trilogy remastered being in the works. Ooh. Because EA had a earnings call to where they said they were working on an HD remastered.
3: It's funny that this story came up like when you did because I was playing Mass Effect
1: when, when you posted this through. The original one? Yes, sir. Oh, nice. That's serendipitous. But, and while it says they're working on an HD remastered, obviously, it could be anything in Ubisoft's old catalog that they could be remastering, but nothing makes sense quite like Mass Effect. Um, There's no actual evidence or sources cited for this, but it could be anything it, would be, it could be anything with ea but i have imagine. no
0: sources
1: no no sources what they do <laughs> have it
0: would be nice
1: if venture yeah, beat reporter be jeff nice. Grubb made the claim that the hd remastered that was confirmed by electronic arts in this article about the ea fiscal report grub nonchalantly uh, stated that the two were one and the same so he just nonchalantly said like Oh, yeah, the HD remastered. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's just a Mass Effect where remastered. Don't worry about that.
0: Okay, don't worry about that. So
1: you can take that with a grain of salt, but it makes sense. He would like you sense, to not worry about it. Especially in the age of remasters, to where you see Capcom making a butt-ton of money off of Resident Evil remakes. And then you see old Mass Effect over there with the shame of Mass Effect Andromeda being like, maybe we can do that. No, yeah, don't worry about that but I would buy it and you I'd heard, you it. heard the statement. Don't worry about it. <laughs> ah, it's one and the same. So we'll have to see if that one comes to fruition. Um, another one that I did see, we originally saw back at Gamescom 2019, Disintegration. That's when the trailer was released. But now we have a release date of June 16th. And, uh, they released it on Twitter with the same kind of nope, uh, the same kind of trailer that we saw before at the Gamescom. But it's interesting because this game is a V1 Interactive's sci-fi first-person shooter and real-time strategy game. And real-time strategy? It's a hybrid. How can you be
0: all of those things in one? Yeah, so Does it also make coffee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, you say RTS
1: and FPS? Yes,
2: FPS RTS? FBS of our, dude, I I haven't. There hasn't been a game like Command and Conquer, and I don't know how long. There was a few of them, like yeah, & Conquer
1: is really good. I mean, this is going to be a first-person shooter and a real-time strategy game, and this is actually.
2: Yeah. ahead. Sorry.
1: So, uh, this game, it actually got a couple closed betas. And they have been testing it because they have a multiplayer, a PvP multiplayer, and a single player. To where you'll be able to just go through the campaign or fuck around with people like everybody does on the internet. But the Fusion comes from Halo co-creator Marcus Leto. In a world where your brain has been scooped out... And plopped into a robot to prevent extinction. Of course. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's why
1: you. So you about. can pre-order it now for forty nine ninety nine and play it on day one, June sixteenth, on Steam, PlayStation uh, Four, and Xbox One. I'm interested, and like Kelly said, you know, you you may uh, actually get I'm, that real time strategy I game you were looking like for. Like a, a, a game that can.
3: Fluidly transition between RTS and from FTS.
1: Uh, that's, that's I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. To say. I mean, you know, you had uh, like, what was it, Peaky Blinders Mastermind, which was taking, you know, kind of like the top-down traditional turn-based with simultaneous, you know, uh, Prince of Persia-style combat. To where you're getting a lot of hybrids now. So a lot of people are thinking outside the box. Go to disintegrationgame.com and pre-order it today, man. Because this could be one that you know you end up sinking hundreds of hours into. Xbox. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking it out. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of games here. We got 13 games that were announced from Xbox's Inside Xbox. And uh, one game particularly... Got them a good bit of bad press. Which is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The way they said it is that Assassin's Creed gameplay footage would be shown. To where that was, I guess what you could say partially technically true. It was actually just in-game engine footage. Oh shit, hang on. I already have this loaded up. What? Mattman thought ahead. Goddamn, that's spectacular. So, Assassin's Creed.
2: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: Valhalla, we got this released uh, trailer here. Now, 10 of the 13 games that they did announce are going to be the smart delivery titles so that you can buy them on the Xbox One, uh, One X or Xbox One. And then you can also transfer that over to your Xbox Series X so you don't have to actually buy them twice and double dip where fans were pissed however we did see uh, some short shots here of what we're going to get like long ship combat, beach raids, siege warfare so while this is just in game engine this is the kind of graphics and stuff that you can expect from the game and you do get some minor easter eggs that people have picked out like the long ship combat, beach raids right there And a lot of Siege engines and stuff like that. So they did say that this is not going to be a grindy game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey was. They learned. They want you to beat it. (laughs) We'll see. But, I mean, they also pegged out that um, Beowulf is going to be in in the DLC. (laughs) The uh, story of Beowulf is going to be one of the DLCs. So Okay. Well... That's got me in there. You got Odin. You got my Raven right there. I'm I'm in. All right. We'll see. Especially if they mix a culmination of all the stuff that they had in all the games. I can really see Valhalla really bringing back a bunch of people to Assassin's Creed. Now, this game, some of you may remember, Matman did a mat plays on one game called Bright Memory. This is Bright Memory Infinite. This is the f- the finished game and they have the trailer here because this finished game is also coming to Xbox 1 or Xbox Series X and you see all the amazing graphics that we saw in the Steam early access version which was just part one. He didn't end up finishing uh, the preview series because he wanted to finish the game. So in this game, it is a mix of first-person shooter and uh, melee combat, which I'm ab- absolutely in love with after just playing what he did in uh, you know the early access stuff. But hybrid first-person shooter action combat game mixed with traditional you know first-person shooter with melee combat, dystopian future world, you know, and the best part. You see at the end, right here, you get to drive a knockoff DeLorean. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. You know what I mean? My God, knockoff DeLorean. <laughs> and, old man, we already get it for free because I bought Bright Memory on Steam. So, where if you do buy Bright, you. Bright Memory, on Steam in the early access You get Bright Memory Infinite For free But it is coming to the box um, uh, And all that footage in that trailer That was all made by one man Okay In his spare time This is what we do in our spare time That is what he did in his So You know,
2: overachiever
1: Call oh, of the Sea of the
2: Sea so, so call. listen. Yes. Um, I was saying before, Command and Conquer. You know, that was an RTS where for years. I don't know if you guys ever played it, but it was like it my was favorite really game growing up. Uh, Chris, are you familiar with it?
3: I I play it on my PC from time to time. He still so plays it. In
2: 2002, it. they came out with Renegade.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, I didn't play that one. which a was first a first-person shooter of first Command and
2: third-person shooter. But you could also build. Like an RTS, like the, the Obelisk of Light and stuff like that. Yes, I remember. So this, like I haven't seen, like like that game, I haven't seen RTS, FPS since then.
1: Well, that's where you're really going to kind of get that with this integration. But Call of the Sea is a first-person action game set in the 1930s on a South Pacific island where this woman is in search of her husband. Okay. Yeah, that's what I got. He's missing, obviously, because you're not just like, oh, he's probably on the fucking island again. So she's searching for her missing <laughs> husband on a South Pacific island, and that's the premise for the show, or for the game. It's, you okay. know, first person, obviously you got some kind of uh, aqueous webbing between your fingers. Very Bioshock-esque. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Chorus, uh, Space Combat Shooter. Uh, that one is uh, adding story to the aerial space dogfighting. And you're piloting a sentient starfighter, de- destroying the cult that created her. So she's a bit of a spiteful bitch. But you get some cool, you know, space starfighter gameplay in this one. So, especially for Series X, Ooh. that's going to be kind of showing off that. You know, it's almost like a driving game to where you need to have something like this in there to really show what the, you know, graphics will do.
0: Yeah, that looks like the point.
1: Yeah, you know, you got the dust, you got the light, you know, a lot of the stuff that they're really pushing with Mm -hmm. this latest gen. And, you know, I'm I'm interested in it. You know, we'll have to see where that one goes, you know, but launch titles traditionally don't get the best ratings. Hmm. even third party, you know to where Assassin's Creed I think is kind of in a bubble because it has a fandom but this one, to where nobody knows about you it's going to be really salmon swimming because the console
0: generators probably say to them
1: I want you to do this
0: Uh, give me a game that does this and this and this and they're like, alright and their heart really just isn't in it they make it flashy
1: like they want but you know You can hear the chorus, 2021, and uh, smart delivery as well, so you don't have to worry about it not coming over to the next console. Dirt 5, like I was just mentioning in the top story, you got to have a driving game, especially the Dirt series, which is focused around rally racing. And with this one, uh, because you need that racing game at the launch of the new console, they're promising new features and innovations, as well as a fresh approach to the rally driving. So, what I really didn't like, um, I got dirt. I think one of the dirts. I didn't like the in cabin view, and you couldn't get yeah. out of the in cabin view. Mm-hmm. That I refunded it. I couldn't yeah. get. I couldn't get. I couldn't, couldn't get behind get that. It. I really wanted to try the rally driving because as you're doing the rally driving, you have your guy right next to you yelling off the turns and the corners and stuff. So, yeah, It was really cool. cool and immersive, but I just. When I'm doing a driving game me myself, I like to be third like out of the car third person. That's right, my traditional view. But it is a Five great game. Well, yeah, it is a great game. You know, and Troy Baker and Nolan North are lending their vocal talents for the game as well as key characters in the storyline. So, if you're into the Dirt franchise, you can look forward to Dirt 5 coming out on the Series X. And once again, Smart Delivery enabled. Madden. Of course there's going to be a Madden game, Madden NFL 20. 20- One will be coming out on the Series X. Uh, You know, same Madden. It's the same game. And especially with what Christopher Bristow said before. What else are you
0: going to play for for, a football game?
1: Well, it's like Christopher Bristow said before on our our call, is that there isn't a big jump between the graphics uh, differences between the last gen and this gen. So... There's even less of a reason to grab that newest man. Yeah.
3: Unless you have EA access, then you get it for free after, like, you know, when the playoffs hit. So I could wait 16 weeks.
1: Scarlet Nexus, an animated-infused action game you'll play as the psychokinetic Yutiyo Shimaragi. You'll explore the futuristic world of New Hamuka as technology and psychic abilities are used to wage war. So, interesting anime JRPG, RPG that's coming your way. The JRPGs are really kind of hitting their full stride in this console gen that I have felt. Because you've gotten a lot of uh, JRPGs out there, like Code Vein, One Piece World Seeker, uh, Shinobi uh, Shinobi Strike with Boruto. You've gotten a lot of really great uh, anime games out there. And this is just another one that's coming right to your Xbox Series X at launch. So... Especially the psychokinetic powers part of that, I feel like that would add a bit of interesting gameplay to it. Yep. To where like Code Vein is more of a uh, you know like a Dark Souls esque kind of game. I'd like this one just to be action adventure. Let me go through kind of you know s- see what the world's about. No pressure. Let me save. <laughs> Let me save. Death. Scorn! Score. I still don't know what the fuck this game is about From the trailer Luckily IGN has a little uh, uh, Description at the bottom Um, A first person horror adventure Scorn aims to take you On a non-linear journey Through several horrific realms With a distinct H.R. Geiger like Aesthetic Each with their own story To unravel And this is the trailer you get very kind of I would say uh Dark Souls like with the art style. Almost like Dante's yeah, Inferno. Dark Souls. Yeah, Dante's Inferno. That, that kind of dark aliens, yeah. Little turd hanging out. Faces that need to shave, I think.
0: Or have horrible shit growing out their
1: eyes. Yeah. Not sure you want to poke that belly. That's not the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, he's leaking. Okay. That is a very odd statue to make what looks so tall.
0: Yeah, that's really weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just two naked bodies in the center of a pantheon. What? It's art. Okay. Does the penis have to be going in? It's art. Okay. Uh Okay. Like I said when I uh, when I started, what the fuck is this about? I saw this as they were going live, and I was just like, "All right, what's your game?"
0: It's a horror. These things are going to be after <laughs> you and raw.
3: <laughs>
1: it's a horror game. Area
3: is subjective.
1: Raw. It's a horror game. You don't got to know anything else about it. That's it. So, this one I actually found interesting. Second Extinction. This one is like if you mixed Left 4 Dead with Turok. Because okay. it's a co-op uh, first person shooter. You're battling dinosaurs. They've taken over the earth. Yeah, oh, shotguns. You and your team go through, kill some dinos.
0: Okay. Well, that's okay. that's real simple.
1: Left for dead meets Torak. That's it. <laughs> and you know what? So
3: slightly more realistic than zombies.
1: Yeah. Kill them all. Yeah, that's your goal. Dinos, they still there. All right, get to it.
0: You consider this more realistic
3: than zombies? Okay.
1: I would more. Hey, I would. Slightly more you know
3: what? Than zombies, because at least dinosaurs. Were on this planet. This doesn't happen often. People
0: were on this planet.
1: Yeah, but not living dead. Zombies were. Yeah, but not living dead. To where this is actually where I'm kind of siding with the old man. Surprisingly, Uh, yeah, I would see that as more believable because you know Jurassic Park. All right, whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see Nazi zombies as wow that could happen. Um, the (laughs) ascent. That's kind of. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) The ascent is essentially mm-hmm. Cyberpunk Diablo as a co-op action RPG.
3: I always like another take on like the top-down, you know, RPG style.
1: Yeah, uh, futuristic dystopia where a uh, mega corporation is you know ruling everything and it's collapsed, uh, left chaos in its wake, and uh, you know it's going to be there's going to be more with this one coming out. Uh, later on in May with IGN, but yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting stuff that they did have come out here. Ascent uh, is one of them, which really doesn't really show you a lot. This one, the medium blooper team, has uh, specialized in psychological horror for years at this point. Uh, the medium is uh, another step forward for pol- uh, Polish studios. The player is uh, the titular medium. You'll see both real and spiritual worlds as you investigate a tragedy in the uh, now-abandoned hotel. Excitingly, those two worlds come with uh, separate soundtracks, one by the Bluebirds team and Audroski... Oh, I'm not even going to say that last name... So two different stuff by of Silent Hill, Whiskey? yeah, Whiskey. and the uh, others by Akiri, uh, Akira Yakemoa of Silent Hill. Okay, so right along that Silent Hill line, so you're going to get that as well. This one was a uh, fan fa- uh, cult classic. It was back in the PlayStation Two days. Have, old man, have you played Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, uh, or any RPG of the Vampire? Actually, of all things, no way. So you have you're familiar with the the Masquerade series, then? Well, yes, yes. Okay, because I looked on Steam. There's a bunch of games on there, and Bloodlines was one of the most popular. Uh, this one, the sequel to that series, is going to be taking you to the underworld or Seattle. Um, as you choose one of several warring vampire clans and if you can check out this trailer with the music definitely do it because this guy is dancing and just seemingly psychotic with all these bodies around and it's an uppity feel good music and it's very interesting with the trailer because now you see a little bit more modern day you're walking around get stabbed normal day in Camden and you see a lot of uh, what you can expect from all this right. game to where it actually looks kinda good. You pick yeah. your warring faction. Which dancing psycho vampire do you want to work for?
0: Alright. Maybe
1: they got some. I'll, I'll take it. You know, it's it, it it's interesting enough to pull me in. You know, it's that warring vampire fractions that you got with the blade series, and really I I mean, they kind of tiptoe around it, but you really don't get that in vampires. You know what I mean? With the vampires, it's either Twilight or Diaries of a Vampire. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, we're secretly ruling your world and controlling your economy. You know, you don't have Empire Vampire's Edition. So so this
3: is more like Lost
1: Boys. Yeah. Next one here we have is Yakuza Like a Dragon. (coughs) <coughs> seventh mainline Yakuza game it's going to make some major changes first one switching to turn based RPG combat I see that as a mistake Um, I'll allow it if they do it right I just can't see a single way that turn based can be done right Man, I've played Final Fantasy I've played those games I've played XCOM. I've played games that try to do it differently. Ah! Okay. Now I have to wait for him to hit me. Ah! Like, no! That's not combat! You confused the dog. I really did. He's like, hey, man, I'm asleep up <laughs> here. But next-gen Yakuza title. Uh, Yakuza 0, I did see, was on Steam for, uh, on sale. So the Yakuza games, really popular in the franchise. I'm just not sold on any kind of turn base. That's that's pretty much it for me. But, you know, we'll have to see because fans love the series so it'll eventually, you know, move on and evolve. But uh, it's not English dubbed. It's all subbed. Just Yeah, I you. can live with that. I tell you one thing I can live with. This story. The Detroit Lions. You know, that foosball team. Foosball Well, a lot of teams in the NFL took the time to release their schedules for the 2020 season.
0: They, why did they use a bear and not a lion? It's a very good I think, question. I think
1: it's, Tom Nook. <laughs> it's a what? That's Tom Nook. Tom Nook. Yes. So Tom Nook, for those who don't know,
3: oh. he is the he is the proprietor that loans you your bells so you can survive for the first iteration of the game.
1: There, there we go. go. So He's on bill, every bills. Animal Crossing. He's okay. essentially the banker or the bookie. He will He will cap your kneecaps, by the way. Okay. So I'm not familiar. I've never played uh, the okay. Animal Crossing games. I just thought this was absolutely ridiculous for a NFL team to release their schedule on Animal Crossing.
0: All 32 NFL teams unveiled their schedule.
1: Yeah, but the, 2020 season. the Detroit Lions got <laughs> a little bit more clever. And that's how they did it, man. And they did little cheeky kind of uh, introductions for each team to where uh, it was like a seven-minute video. They unveiled their opponents they're going to be facing for the 2020 season in hilarious ways, like burying a stuffed bear in a hole to signify they would play the Chicago Bears for their season opener, hitting a Green Bay Packers fan with a bug net and having Banthers freak out at the sight of a Washington Redskins ticket. (laughs) Okay. I'm not clicking that video. It's probably the only video I won't click in this entire podcast, but if you want it, it's right there on the verge. Um, But I thought it was a little bit... Interesting that people would turn to Animal Crossing. I knew there was a big fan. Um, you know, uh, there was a lot of fans who were big on it. But I didn't even know it was a game. Yeah, apparently it, it is. It's a bunch of animals it, crossing. It's a
3: fun. It is a fun game. On it, it, it is available on the Switch. Other iterations were on the 3DS and Nintendo GameCube and and the Wii. Um, but it is it is worth the play if you like those. You know, just you know, if it's kind of like. A, uh, or Stardew Valley esque. Uh, if you like those types of games, then
1: you'll like animal, cro- like animal Crossing. Yeah, now, the Lions also released an eight minute video inspired by the Planet Earth documentary series to announce their 2020 season as well. So they didn't just stop at Animal Crossing, they also uh, offended Planet Earth. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so. Sorry. That's what I got for the news. Um, As the end segment, the old man had, uh, not a what if, but this is a new one we're calling a what is. Now, what is...
0: Do you want me to just get Google?
1: (laughs) What is the greatest technological leap in consoles? We're talking decades here, 80s, 90s, or 2000s. I am still going to go with. Um, I'm I'm going to say
3: '90s. Okay. Um, for me, because the, the the '90s are pivotal for me, only because the you know you had your Final Fantasies, the the the, the bridge from six to seven. So we went from two D to three D. All right. So we went from sprite sixty four bit uh, palette to a thirty two bit polygon format. Final Fantasy 7 debuted in PS one. That was that was pivotal. Um, you had Mario in 3D for the first time. That was awesome. Um, and then you had and and, and leaps in console in in uh, PC was also like the we eclipsed from Diablo one and Starcraft being those RTSs to like to 2000 where Diablo two was two gigs for an install. So we actually eclipsed the gig threshold for an install on a PC game. So Yeah.
1: Now I was also I got off on a tangent reminiscing with you about a game that I have not thought about in a long time. And I played the shit out of it on PC back in the day. It was Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. I don't remember that one. It was an amazing game. And what did you? What did we end up finding out that that game was? Uh, what was it like? Half a gig? It's like two point some gigs. And what was I that? 01?
3: Oh one or something O-one, that one came
1: out. 01 was under a gig, yeah, under oh, for for a PC. And that one had a lot of DLC too that came with it. I just I got off a, on the story with you because I remember how my dad was freaking out that I bought a game that was a whole half a gig in memory space and how I was going to take sleep. up most of the space on his computer at that point <laughs> that, <laughs> that I was going to use to play this
3: game whole half a gig so we were running what we were running windows millennium and and the windows x uh, windows 2000 pro and those systems only had like 20 or 40 gig hard drives at the time that that's what we were rocking in 2001 so i mean that's it tells you this like you know now we have like one terabyte and two terabyte and four terabyte
1: it's just Sounds like you were born in the wrong generation, old man. <laughs> I know.
3: I know. I should have been born 10 years later.
2: Speaking of Star Trek video games, do you guys, Chris, do you remember like on PC there was actually, oh, it was so long ago, I think it was 80s where there was a game, a Star Trek game where it was so hard to figure out what to do. You were in the ship first. And then you would land on the islands, and you would walk around, almost like Leisure Suit Yeah, that Discovery was the style. Nintendo
3: 25th anniversary Star Trek game. I actually beat it.
2: How the fuck? Oh, I, got to, I got to the big door, and I never knew what to do from there.
3: You had to bring Spock with this, with a red shirt, and Captain Kirk, and he had that he mind mounded you to see the ghosts in the planet and the orbs that you had to shoot down.
1: It's like, hey, Chris, you remember that game back in the 90s where you were the box and you had to jump out of the thing to get the guy? are like, oh, yeah, I remember that one, man. And they will tell you the exact fucking name of that goddamn <laughs> With the bare minimum amount that you need to define... The thing you're saying, as a description, he could still pinpoint that game out of nothingness in that book. <laughs>
0: game from the 90s where you're like a badger or something, you had a rocket pack, you're flying, you're <laughs> shit. Was it a badger or a wallaby? I think it was a wallaby. I don't know, those that
3: games are great. That was Jetman on, on Nintendo.
2: <laughs> and okay, that might be it. I'm I not know going... There's one game that Chris did not beat on Nintendo. <laughs> What's that? No one could beat it. Blaster Master, I bet you didn't beat that one.
1: I didn't beat it, but I got close.
2: Longer. I did because you couldn't continue.
1: <laughs> On a separate note, though, I did meet—I did beat Bassmaster. Whoa! Ah. Yeah, yeah, caught the biggest bass. That was it. It's a game over. You win. Okay,
3: but the, the sound effects, the music for that game was.
1: It's very epic. They had to really scale it up, you know. But for this one, man, I'm honestly between the greatest technological leaps. And I was talking to you about this. As much as I want to side with, uh, like, the 2000s, because in that realm, console wise, you had a bunch of objects that you could shave with, you know, on any given object person thing in a game. You went from, you know, Castlevania 64 to, you know, something with smoothed edges. It looked like you were just, you know, uh, paper mache a face, but it was still, that was a big leap in that to get us to where we are 3D-wise. We're like, what? That looks the same as last gen. So that was more of like a defining moment, but like I was saying, with the 80s, You went from ColecoVision Atari to Nin Fucking Tendo Entertainment System, which was like a gigantic bomb went off on every kid's head and it melted immediately as soon as they saw that console. It was mind bending. What was that, Cal? I am going to send that video of that Star Trek game to the chat. There you go. And maybe we'll add it in there. But I, I, I'm honestly, I'm going to side with the 80s. Because, just because of the monumental impact and the fact that I'm not even going to bring the whole time thing in there. To where If it didn't happen, then nothing else would have really been the way it is. But it's more the fact of, I think that was really the biggest jump. You went from green and black, right, to where even on, you know, like Commodore and some of the earlier stuff, you had, you know, pieces of, you know, clear paper that you would put over, oh my god, that so fucking works, and it would have different things on it, and you would just move the little black dot around to complete the game. To where that's where you were coming at in the beginning of the 80s when it comes to video games and you know maybe as a home console you know you got that you would have to go to the arcade to get anything substantial yeah until yeah, I mean, you- the Nintendo entertainment system that literally it's like dropping the mic the
3: biggest thing uh, the biggest in as far as sports Improvements was Tecmo Super Bowl, hands down. Tecmo Super Bowl. I'm gonna say because before that it was like it was like six on six, and and you know four on four hockey, it just didn't add up. Tecmo Super Bowl, one of the better sports games out there. Hardcore so- Three was a good baseball game for it, for for the Genesis Super Nintendo area, but that that was. It, when it comes to technology wise, I'm still going. Um, Super, Super Nintendo Genesis era to uh, PlayStation N64 and on that flipping bombshell
1: as the old man falls over Kelly yeah my camera just went what are you thinking here 80s 90s 2000 which one of these decades had the biggest jump in technology for gaming wise the consoles and all that which which had the biggest jump
2: when, um, I would say, not, it, to me it seemed like 90s were all, 90s, because it seemed like you had a lot of different systems come out in 90s, but how were they all pretty similar? So it's kind of hard to say, because 90s you had, like, what, Dreamcast, yeah. Um, yeah, you had, Nintendo came out with a whole bunch of stuff, you had... You had the GameCube. Uh, what was the other cube thing that you had? That was a golden yeah. era for a lot of game. Good yeah, games. You, had Saturn, you had Sega Saturn. Oh yeah, Sega Saturn. GameCube oh. was two
1: thousand,
3: so.
2: Okay. Yeah. So yes. I would say two thousands then, because after all that, and those were all this. That all looked like this, like with pixelated, with everything was flat. Everything had no curve to it. And then all of a sudden you had like PlayStation came out, and it was like and, and Xbox came out and everything changed to me, I think it was them okay I agree because there were so many things that all looked the same to me in like the 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 nineties to early 2000s, and then it was like and then graphics started getting significantly better, I think,
1: yeah, yeah no i i wholeheartedly side with you, but it's, it. I was really on the fence between the 2000s and the 80s to where I would more yeah, or less I'd be comfortable siding with the 80s just because of the pure uh, impact of it. But just the pure... If I'm, if I'm sticking by the rules, I would probably have to side with you with the 2000s because with, you know, GameCube alone propelled Nintendo forward. Now, granted, PlayStation already had a full disc, so did Xbox... You had an Xbox at that point, and they were beginning to break the mold. It's just a whole bunch of stuff to where I think overwhelmingly I think the old man is kind of taken out here in the picture as well as in the verse, in the end segment here because ultimately I think we gotta side with the two thousands as being the ultimate technological leap for gaming here, as of this point. Um you know, I mean you could add the tens in there because you had VR, you had Playstation, you know, three, you had uh, you know, a bunch of that stuff. But as far as, you know, us old classic kind of gamers, I would say honestly, two thousands were really that kind of golden age to where you had to use a lot more of your imagination in the nineties and eighties when you were playing games. Yeah, to where yeah. the two thousands was really where your imagination started to it didn't have to come out as more while Ooh, you're playing a,
0: movie a game. Like yeah.
3: so you're telling me the story mattered in the previous gen.
1: <laughs> you're still alluding at I... six, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, this is what happens when you've been podcasting for several years, kids. You know where he's going with the joke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and apparently
1: you don't know where to look because he's st- sitting right above me. But... I'm really I'm liking the <laughs> 2000s for this end segment, man. I think that ultimately they went out like 90s, 80s, very similar in stature to where you're not really, but you had that 3D jump from the 90s to the 2000s to where a lot of people were like, oh shit, video games, you say, and it became more of less of like when Peter Maloney was saying like, oh, when I first got into video games, it was like. Oh, you know, I play video games, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like taboo. Now it's just like, oh, I play video games. How much? <laughs> and that's how people base you know base your character. It's not you know, yeah. oh, you're a nerd. Get away from here. To where two thousands, where a lot of people were really going. All right, they got something here. I agree.
3: So, so I'm, I might have to backpedal because no. Um, so, so I forgot to mention this. In 2000, we had the advent of Xbox Live. Yeah. And then we had, because Xbox Live came on the original OG Xbox. So I remember playing Unreal Championship. I remember playing Capcom vs. SNK2, Halo 2, all on Xbox Live. And I dedicated a lot of hours on just those three games alone. Not to mention everything else that was in the library for it for the
1: OG Xbox. Because, like we originally said in the past podcast, man, that OG Xbox had multiplayer. Ooh-hoo. Yes, it I is. know a guy who was on Halo, and he was like in a clan and all that. He was very deep into Halo, and he was like in the community management of that whole Halo. He was deep into it, and that was the first to where I really got introduced to the. Whole multiplayer aspect of gaming, and that—that's where, yeah, man. Like, really, that's where I say the ultimate decision lies is right in the 2000s. Was the cusp of everything that has come to be now in gaming. That's where it really hit the turning point.
2: Speaking of Halo, nothing beats the uh, the pistol in Halo One.
1: Absolutely Ooh. right, sir. Ooh. That pistol was Pistols fucking rocket badass. It was the game mode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I mean, the 2000s kind of went out too because we had the first, we had the first leap into high definition gaming. Because mm. even on PC, it wasn't there wasn't it wasn't as prominent because 1080p wasn't even a thing yet. So when we when we bridged the gap in 2005 to 2006 and we released the Xbox 360 and the PS3, we went into 720p high definition video gaming. Mm Because all gaming gaming at that point was done in 720p.
1: And, uh, on that history lesson, we are going to end off this podcast. Yeah, fuck it. We'll keep it on the Skype. We'll keep it on you guys, because that thing did the thing again. So... We're going to end on that note. And we also take the end of our podcast to thank a couple people. The thank yous starting off for Moisel Robinson for liking podcast number 21. Lugnuts. Uh, Monkey Wrench Steering Wheel. Like uh, Maddox Durbano and uh, Consuela McCurdy. Uh, Consuela like podcast number 120. Uh, Triforce Podcast which was the brave little toast the brave little Decepticon Toaster, as well as uh, Kendall Kennedy and William Umstutter, liking that Triforce podcast as well. We want to thank Amanda Miller for tuning in on this podcast and commenting below, the ultimate wall janger of the week. And as always, we want to thank Kevin as well as Bob. And we always want to thank you, loyal Wall Jangers, for tuning in every Monday night and Sunday night for the Lugnuts podcast. And so, do you uh, got have a birthday in the Per Jangers crew? Link, is it your birthday? No, he's <laughs> sleeping. He's sleeping. Huh. Wait, could it could it be our Kelly's birthday? Iron, <laughs> Iron Kelly, iron, iron, Iron Kelly, Iron, our Kelly, Urgh, Iron Kelly. You know like Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson, Iron Hour Kelly.
2: Yeah, I'm half and I'm I'm halfway to Chris's age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, oh, I love that, that double nice. dig. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I am oh. the youngest of all of you. But we also had our, you know, the One Punch Man. Yeah, uh, man, my man Connor, happy birthday, Connor! He
3: turned he turned four. No uh, he, way! He had a he had a parade of cars that drove by and you know sprayed him with silly string and, and oh, all see. that. So <laughs> oh, that's good. My, pictures up on my Facebook, so you can see it there.
1: Nice, and nice, he, nice. You know, that's good. I'm glad he had a good day there, man. You're making the most of it out of the quarantine. I saw that you you posted it in the chat there uh, that you wanted people to stop, uh, you know, do the whole motor car cascade. And I thought that was a really good way of trying to make your kid's birthday special to where they're at that age. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna look at that and he's be like, "Oh man, my old man pulled this one together." Of the ones that he remembers for a long time. Linda did a good job on it. I will say. Oh, so he's gonna say, "Mom pulled it together for me." Always, always <laughs> Mom. He
3: came up to me at the end of the night and said, Daddy, I love that you did everything,
1: not knowing it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And uh, later next week in the Drive Wars podcast, we report on the old man's death. Yes, he was slit in the throat. Um, <laughs> rightfully so, Lindo. Rightfully so. Um, but... As always, News on that list. this is a long drawn out <laughs> goodbye. News at 11. I am Matthew Bucherell, the mat man. To my left, we have Hero of Time, Link Diablo, and Steven Bucarel, Big Brother. In the quarantine box above us, we have one, Kelly Collins... Iron Kelly, as well as old man Christopher Bristow as well. We are the culmination of the Triforce podcast, and we love you, we thank you, we want to see you next week, and as always, boys and girls, game on! We'll see you then! Bye-bye! I would love just a head nod. They don't have any communication, just they look at each other like, what's up, bro? Yeah. do walk away. Spider verse into the spider fluid. Oh, God, no. I trust Schmeagle. I mean, old man. I mean, Andy. I mean, whoever you are. Glad to have you on the podcast. Such a famous person. <laughs> Nintendo is always watching, sir. Yeah, I don't care if it's a four year old kid drawing Mario on a piece of colored paper. They're like, hey, that's
2: ours! Pizza. Pizza. Well,
1: I had to actually work today. Yeah, at 2 o'clock. It was still rough, man. <laughs> I was supposed to be sleeping until 10, alright? You don't know how hard it was. And remember, Link, Mother's Day is a very dangerous day if you haven't gotten your mother a present. But your mother's a bitch, so you don't have to worry about that. What? It's the term! Some puppies. Stay! Just get some tape. I have invisible tape upstairs. I'm about to No,
0: no, no, I'm not invisibly taping it to myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just All do right. the reporter thing and hold it by your ear like, what's that, Chris? <laughs>
0: Reporting here live from the studio, we're going out to yeah, Wall janger Chris in. at home.
1: <laughs> uh, Wall Chris reporting in.
0: Never ever. Yeah, the ever. dangers of rubber bands.
1: Danger, rubber band Robinson.
0: Here, here's how the article starts.
3: You'll shoot your eye out.
1: You'll shoot your eye out, kid. But back to the OG group. Yeah, man, the original Wall jangers
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: OGs. You're, ne- you're now in the OGs. The original Triforce. Old we just didn't name ourselves a Triforce until Kelly came along. Although, and this will be some great end credit see- uh, scenes because I'm recording. It started off Old Man, Mad Man, Car Trip, right? Then we had yes. uh, one over the phone. Yes. And th- I think our first we podcast were about we did recording-wise, with the portable, was Yes, We Are Recording. Correct. It was no webcams. The first webcam came in when we went to go live with Frank Link. And that's when Correct. Kelly came in. Correct. A little wall-janger history there.
3: Yeah, we were running on the, the wireless mic deck. I
2: oh God,
1: with the microphones, and then the microphones yeah. caught out, and oh, good. They were Lord. really bad. I gotta tell you, thank God I wasn't editing at that point. Yeah, I know. Don't. <laughs> do <Black Lantern. laughs> Although, I'm the Black Lantern
3: today. Well, to me, you're green, so.
1: <laughs> you're still green to me.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> and
0: I just look normal. It's not easy being green.
1: Oh We're God! Where's my it. mouse? We're gonna end it. I gotta find it. I gotta find my mouse before we end it. Where? Uh, nope. There we go. All right. Bye. Nice. And I tell you what, Wall Jangers, you're gonna pop right up there and poke the old man in the face and click that subscribe button. You're gonna go right above my head and find the greatest podcast for you, and right above Steve's head, you're gonna find all of the Triforce playlists. And as our main man Connor says, one punch. Hey. <laughs>